0: this week's episode it's a brand new year with brand new number ones including another new noir but with some extra special flavor it's all happening now on cover b hey everybody welcome back to cover b
1: welcome back to cover b hope y'all are doing well yes we are doing fine thank you for asking
0: we hope you are staying safe and healthy yes both of those things are very hard right now.
1: Indeed. <laughs> and here we are, knee deep into 2022. Uh, I hope everyone's year is going well so far. Let's talk about comics. Yay, comics. Only a couple to talk about this week. Uh, first off, from Image Comics is a new, uh, I think it's positioned as an anthology series um, called Monkey Meat, Monkey Meat Number One by creator Junie Ba, uh, who does the writing and the art. Uh, this is a set in a fictional world where there's a, some sort of food crisis, and a company, uh, Monkey Meat Co., swoops in with their delicious canned monkey meats to save everybody. Uh, it is, like I said, an anthology series. I I'm, imagine it's going to follow different characters involved with uh, this corporation as it goes as it goes on, uh, and it is absolutely wild. T, what were your thoughts on this one?
0: This book is like if Soylent Green were made by the creators of Super Jail.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, it is quite literally bananas. <laughs> yeah, um, I love how fast-paced it is. I love the art. I love how the art fully complements the craziness of everything going on in it. Mm-hmm. Um, vibe-wise, it actually gives me feelings similar to the stuff done through man eater and um the things that she has created um it's kind of got that like almost like it feels not quite like a comic Mm -hmm. it's got like a meta vibe or like an alternate uh multimedia feel to it in my opinion um just because of the way that it's portrayed and the things they do and they kind of introduce you with like advertising and Mm-hmm. I just think it's really cool. I like when comics aren't afraid to break beyond the small boxes, you know? Yeah. And I think that's really fun. I thought this one was really interesting. I think the plot is, you know, crazy, but also kind of believable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <fair. laughs> the things you know, are weird right now, yeah, it, so I get it. It
1: very obviously touches <clears throat> on some real world subjects. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it, it very obviously touches on the real world concerns about food shortages, real world concerns about colonialism. Uh, there's a there's a lot of like heavier topics kind of masked by this, really just
0: zany zany art <laughs>
1: uh, and zany story. And it's fun. It's not like zany where it's you know it's weird for weirdness' sake. Like it's very well paced and comedic and fun. Uh, fans of Tank Girl, fans of—I was gonna say fans of Adult Swim stuff. So your yeah. supergirl thing is apt. Uh, will love this. It's it's wild. It's crazy. It's high energy. Uh, the art is stunning and wonderful, and it's in it's cartoony glory. I was actually gonna uh,
0: say I'm patiently waiting for this to be full on animated and thrown into Adult Swim. Oh yeah, I can it see has it. Yeah. 100% that vibe for sure. So yeah. I think. There's my prediction. It's going to happen. This is going to end up on Adult <laughs> that's Swim.
1: A, that's a wild prediction. That's a swinging for the fences it's prediction. It's
0: 2022, man. I'm going to go big or go home. Yeah,
1: fair. But <laughs> well, this one's really cool. It's it's a fun book. Uh, It's crazy. It's a lot different from stuff that's coming out of Image right now. So, you know, it gives it kind of a fresh vibe. Uh, And like I said, people who are fans of kind of the gritty cartooniness of You know, Adult Swim stuff or uh, Tank Girl and things like that. Uh, I think you'll really dig this. I think you'll really be into this.
0: You make a good point about it being from Image. It really doesn't feel like an image book. It actually feels very much like a lot of the more um, very small publishers that have been releasing stuff lately that have had, you know, very different art, very different kind of vibes. And, I feel like we've talked about a lot of those because we like to pick up the little, the little publishers, but mm-hmm. a lot of people can't pick up the little publishers yeah. because not every store gets the little publishers, even if you ask them to. So I think it's nice that Image is putting out something that's a little bit different, a little bit yeah, more interesting because that's going be to be different flavor than what they've been putting yeah, it's out. It's going to have a wider circulation than some of the smaller publishers that don't get in every store.
1: True. True that. Next up. Uh, we have a book from AWA. Uh, this one's called The Fourth Man. It was written by Jeff McComsey with art by Mike Diodato Jr. Because apparently he does the art for everything at AWA. <laughs> Good lord, dude. He's a
0: busy man.
1: <laughs> Take a breath. Anyway, this book features... Uh, it opens with two detectives going to a coroner's office. Uh, office? Coroner's... Coroner's lair. Uh, <laughs> To uh, take a look at a few bodies. We're told that there are three that are somehow connected. Uh, They took a look at the first one, uh, who was found dead, slumped over his El Camino. Uh, And then we flash into the Vic's story as we see how he got from where he was before being unalived to being unalived. Uh, This book seems like it's going to be tying a tale together through these kind of like flashbacks all surrounding this rising feud between two used car dealerships uh so my assumption is that we'll see the three vicks those will be first man second man third man and then the fourth man is going to be either whoever's involved in the murder or where the story kind of picks up as we get to a new person who's like next in line to be murdered Uh, either or but it's a very interesting way of telling a noir kind of neo-noir story uh focused around you know people you don't use car dealers car dealers like it's not it's not the mafia bosses we're used to these (laughs) kind of stories uh t what do you think
0: there have been a lot of of noir books lately.
1: lot, yeah. Noir like, has been the is, new hotness. Yeah. Crime stories are like way on the rise. And it's
0: yeah. like Baker was like, I like this stuff. And everybody was like, we too. <laughs> we do too. <we> <laughs> and so it just became like a snowball effect of noir. What I like about this one is that it doesn't feel like your standard noir take. Mm-hmm. Because they're focusing it... Um, Looking backwards instead of looking forwards, yeah. And it's, and when I say that, I mean they're looking backwards, not from the st- narrator's point of view. A lot of the time, when a noir book, you have, this is what happened to me on a cold night twenty yeah. years ago, and so it's usually like te- looking yeah. back, telling I mean, a that's past a, story. That's
1: a common theme <clears throat> in noir, is right. the Timeline kind of jumping around, right? You know, but in
0: this. It's got that same, like, looking back on what happened, but it's not from the point of view of the narrator because the narrator's dead. Yeah. And I think that's a cool use because we don't have that omniscient narrator being like, if I'd only known in the next day this was going to happen, it, it mm-hmm. you're left more in the dark. Yeah, And I like that because that, to me, feels almost more like uh, like watching like an episode of Law & Order rather than reading a noir. And since there's been so many noirs, I like that this has a little bit of a different feel because it helps it stand out from the crowd.
1: Yeah. You know, you hit the nail on the head. It There's a lot of crime books going a on lot. right now. And I like a lot of them. Uh, but there are plenty that I have read that just kind of feel samey, you know. But yep. then there's a lot of examples that kind of stand out. Uh, like I just today read the most recent issue of chicken devil. I love that book because it's just weird and <laughs> it's sure it's another crime book and it's another crime book featuring like a Russian mob kind of thing, but the themes around it and the characters they've built in the tone of it just feel very different. So it's, you know, you have this saturation in the market. How do you stand out? And while this one does a lot of things that a lot of crime books do, mm-hmm. I like the, storytelling aspect of it how they're going back and you know it's kind of the like Wayne's World like do-do-do, do-do-do,
0: and then <laughs> yeah. it's like now we're
1: looking at this scumbag um yeah. and i i like that it's you know so far no russian mobs to be seen which has been a big like the russian mob is like the focal point of so many books yeah. right now uh and so far there's none i like that it's you know car dealerships anybody who lives in a small town knows the power of car dealerships you know what Mm -hmm. i mean like i've had friends whose dads were like the owners of car dealerships like the dad owns a dealership kind of guys and they legit act like that
0: they do absolutely (laughs) you know what i mean i mean you see it's a trope in tv if you look at like riverdale reggie's dad owns dealerships and it's like that perfect epitome you know it's
1: it's it's that like i don't know how to describe it it's that like they're upper class, in kind of a middle class way. Big you know what fish I mean? Little pond. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's like we're I'm I'm upper class because of but doing like working man stuff. So yeah. they have this kind of like blue collar mentality, but they're very white collar kind of people. And this isn't I'm not calling out car dealership people and saying they're bad people. I've just known some that I would believe
0: would be in this would put
1: a hit out on people (laughs) is all i'm saying and i it's a very small amount of these people that i know so if they listen to this they're gonna know i'm talking about them but uh so (laughs) what i'm saying is if you don't hear from me for a while (laughs) it was them um (laughs) but yeah you know like i i i've seen it's 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 a trope in tv and while sure it paints with a big brush and it's not you know, it's not every owner of dealerships is like a grimy kind of scummy person. It exists. Yeah. From my personal experience, it exists. Absolutely. And I'm sure from other people's person, personal experience, it exists because that's why it became a trope. Mm-hmm. Um, And so this book for me is kind of fairly relatable because I've met a couple guys, like friends, dads, who I'm like. You've got Mafia ties.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Another thing that I really liked about this book is that it set itself up to be a recurring uh, story structure. So Mm -hmm. this is a four issue mini, I believe. Mm -hmm. And we're focusing on this one specific crime experience. But in the very beginning of the book, they start kind of generating interest in the detectives that are talking to the coroner and like, building a very subtle quiet story about them and how she's new and the homicide guys are like kind of d-bag bros and how you know she might feel a little excluded because she's the first woman to be in the field with them so they like built this narrative which i like because it means that it might be able to be used later for another story a la like a reckless where like you, you, you know, you've got kind of like this serial behavior and you just address different stories.
1: Yeah. yeah. At, at the very least, it humanizes the framing story. so right. that they're not just kind of, you know, faceless borders
0: there. You know, they're not there, just yeah.
1: here to deliver the story. They actually have some sort of like deeper, deeper story happening behind the scenes. So it was a nice touch at the very least, even if they don't come back to it, even if they don't use it. To just introduce these characters that are going to be the framing story for this, right. you know, anthology uh, and not just make them like weird skeleton puppets that pop out of the coffins. <laughs> I'm not saying there's no humanity to the Crypt Keeper. I'm not dissing the Crypt Keeper. I'm just saying if I go missing, it was the Crypt Keeper. <laughs> I'm just making enemies this episode. Oof, but guys this one's cool i think i think people who have experiences in more like like rampant suburban zones where you know car dealers and car dealer owners and stuff have a lot of like weight or people from like smaller towns for the same reason really get a kick out of this because it's not every day you see like basically an upper middle class business owner being the the person, the the I don't want to say bad guy, but the like person the, of
0: interest, the
1: big cheese in a noir. Yeah, you know what I mean. The daddy fat cats, the <laughs> the Antonio Alfredo. I'm trying to think of like cliche, like mob <laughs> boss, like Alfredo. noir boss names. <laughs> Antonio uh, Alfredo,
0: T- Tony Cheese Sauce. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Derek the Griper Filoni. You know what I mean? Like those kind of things. Damn it, Derek. Uh, I don't want to kill this guy. (laughs) It's the last sound people hear. You're making me shoot you. (laughs) It's my new character. I'm going to write this character. Oh. (laughs) They're like...
0: The, oh, Derek.
1: The detective, like, goes home, all his lights are out, he, like, flips the switch, and it's like, click, 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 lights don't come on, and then just from a back room, he just hears, oh. <laughs> Derek, I know you're here.
0: No, i not. I
1: don't want to. <gasps> it's behind him. Like, oh, Derek. Derek, no. You made me sneak. <laughs> Derek the Griper Felony, I love that his last name's Felony too. Yeah, right. Didn't even mean for that to happen.
0: <laughs> oh man, we're creative bunch in this group.
1: Oh, we're recording an episode. Oops. <laughs> whoops! I whoops. Anyway, fourth man, check it out. I think it's gonna be a cool book. Agree. Okay. Uh, it's been fun, and I like the story structure of it. Uh, and AWA stuff has been good. Yeah. I've liked... I liked it. I liked it.
0: Oh no, he's turning into Derek. Oh no.
1: Anyway, that's gonna do it for us. Yes. uh I hope you enjoyed this rather short, kind of quick episode. It was a light week for number short, one. Short,
0: sweet, and to the point.
1: Uh, I hope everybody has a good weekend. Yes. Thank you for listening. If you want more episodes, you can find them at CoverBeatPodcast.com.
0: You can also follow us on social media. We are on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at CoverBeatPodcast.
1: As always, I have been Chris. This has been T. Yup. And you have been joining us for Cover CoverBeat. Week. Bye, have a good everybody. Weekend, y'all.